0: Guys, I have to talk to you today about worship and praise and just spending time in the presence of God through music. Whew! This came about because the church I attend, whether in person or online, <laughs> Life United Shreveport, they had this praise and worship question and answer session tonight, and it just really m- made me think about what, how do I handle worship, and what does worship do for me, and how do I praise God, and and all of these da- things, and I was just moved by that, I really was, they talked about the benefits of worship and how it can strengthen you and give you power and encourage you and adjust your attitude and all of these different things. And so I believe that. I really do believe that. So I just want to talk to you about a lifestyle of praise and worship that I have put in the place for my family. It's necessary. Um, I've said before. That as a single mom, I feel like I don't have a choice in certain things. Like, I do have a choice, but I don't have time. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I feel like I don't have time to not tithe. Because I need my whole financial situation wrapped up in the arms of Jesus. (laughs) Okay? I don't have time to not give and try to hoard all of my money because I know what it's like to not have enough. I've been homeless with my kids. I've been um, sleeping in one room with all the kids in the bed with me. I've been all over the place. I've, I've been in a place where I just really didn't have much to eat. I know what it's like to not have enough money. So it doesn't matter if I'm trying to keep my two little nickels together. Like, what's the point of that? What's the point of that? That doesn't make any sense. Like, let me just go ahead (laughs) and give God what he's asking for. Let me just do that. Because I don't have time to try to do it myself and in my own strength. I know it doesn't work. So with my life, being a, a, a divorced you know, single mom to three, I have learned that there are certain things that I just need to do. I know that if I don't do them, my life will be even harder. And it's hard enough already. I'm trying not to make my life harder on myself. So one of those things is training my kids up in the Lord. And spending time with Him every day. Like, I, I don't have time to not do it. Because I know how things fall apart when I don't do it. So when it comes to praise and worship and, and music and the Lord, singing to the Lord. I, I change things in our, in our car, what we listen to in the car uh my radio is set to you know how you can set your stations um, it's KLove, miracle eighty nine point one and air one all three of those are Christian radio stations where they only play Jesus music and sometimes there's a song on there where I'm like this has nothing to do with <laughs> There's like I don't know. There's certain songs by certain people that I'm just like no, mm-mm, and I'll and I'll just change it. But I have three stations to choose from, so I just click to the next one and move on with my life. Uh, but that's what plays in the car whenever we're in the car. Now I might put something else on through the Bluetooth on my phone or whatever, uh, through Spotify or something like that. But the radio is set and locked into to those stations. And I know uh, when I go get my car washed or my oil changed or something, I know if they mess with my radio because <laughs> it's always on those stations. That actually happened because we were driving somewhere in the car and just a regular radio station was on. One of the, the pop stations was on. And... I'll never forget, it was Megan Trainor's song. Uh, I think it was all about that bass. And she said booty in the song, okay? (laughs) Excuse my French, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I see you play. Uh, But that's what she said in the song. (laughs) And that's really not the worst word that you could hear (laughs) on the song. She said something like, I shake my booty or whatever, something like that. And Genesis was real little. And she heard that and went, ew! (laughs) That's not the biggest deal, okay? I don't think that's the biggest deal, all right? I'm not saying I'm a complete prude. But that just woke me up to the fact that these little ears are listening. And they're taking things in. And it's not just about like, oh, they might repeat that. It's not even about them repeating it. It's like, oh, they might become this stuff. They might take this into their hearts. They might take this into their the way they think and think this stuff is okay. Uh, So from that moment on, I was like, oh, no. We're not listening to these regular radio stations anymore. And I thank God for, you know, the Christian ones that are available. Because they're listener-supported. So, yeah, that's why... That's how things went in the car. And at home, I realized that we were going to church and then just coming home and doing whatever we do at home. And it's like, man, we need to worship in our house, too. We need to do that here, too. I grew up watching a ton of TV Uh, I had listed out all the different TV shows that I remember watching as a kid from as young as I can remember it uh, up until I graduated from high school, basically. Because once I got to college, I didn't have cable. And kind of back then, I I graduated in 1999. uh, No cash money. But uh, it was hard to see TV shows and stuff when I was in college because I, I didn't have cable in the, and you needed it back then. There was no Netflix there was no streaming services and all of that. But from the time that I was a kid, I watched so much TV. And I really didn't want that to be the case for my kids. So I tried not to do that. I still try not to do that. It's like, oh, okay, no TV tonighter. No TV during the week, you know, on school nights or something like that. I don't always follow that, but I try to some. But when I wanted to have them worship at home, we would just go to YouTube. So we'd have these devotional nights once a week where we'd read a scripture from the Bible and talk about it, explain it. And then um, one of the kids would pray. And then one uh, one of the kids would be able to pick a song, their favorite praise or worship song that they really, really liked. And we would play that on, find it on YouTube, play that, and stand up and praise God. So that really was the beginning of us doing worship at home. So it wasn't like, so there wouldn't be a disconnect. You know, There's I, I grew up feeling like church was... Different. It's like you're you're at home, you're at school, you're at your friend's house, you're at the mall, you're at family's house, you're wherever. That's life. But then church is different. So you wear different clothes, and you act different, and you smile different, and you sit different, and you you, t- and you talk different. Yeah, blessed. I'm blessed. How are you? It's like you don't talk like that at home. <laughs> so I always felt that like there's there was this disconnect. Like this is church. And this is weird and uptight in a certain way, you know. And this is where you worship the Lord. And then you come home and you just, then you just get to be yourself. And I did not want my kids to feel that way. You know, so we only worship God in church. We only hear songs in church. And then we come home and do whatever. So it was important for me to make sure that we were doing those things at home too. So sometimes, if I'm cooking, which I oh, that's a whole other thing. I don't like cooking, so I would put on, <laughs> I would go to YouTube and find Maverick City music. I, I I love those guys because their songs are like ten minutes long, and I love it because it's like yes, you get the whole atmosphere. Just keep it going, you know. It would be an hour long. Just keep the song going. <laughs> and I would put that on while I'm cooking because I needed the Holy Spirit to help me cook. So sometimes I would do that. And, you know, if once you play one song, it'll suggest another one. And I just get into this whole thing of hearing all of these songs. And it's awesome. What I started doing uh, just a few months ago, which has helped the atmosphere even more, is at night, I put, uh, through Pandora, I would just put on a a worship station and just let that play, so I put the kids to bed, pray with them, read the Bible with them, and then put on some worship music, and that's just playing in the living room at night, so everybody can hear it, it's not very loud. But you can still hear it, and I leave that playing until probably around midnight, cause I don't go to bed very early. So I just leave that on, and when I'm ready to go to sleep, then I then I turn it off. But what that does for me is there's an atmosphere in the house, you know, of just singing and worshiping and and songs to the Father. As the kids go to sleep. As I wind down. As I take care of whatever little things I have to do. At the end of the day. And I'm going to sleep. Listening to songs. Of the Lord. That. See that creates something. And that can help me. To rid the house. Of any other junk. That might, may have been there. I love. Being able to hear those songs as i'm trying to go to sleep it's a beautiful thing i'll tell you some of my favorite ones let's see my favorite songs one of them i think i i think is by need to breathe and it may be called who am i now listen you know how they do with songs or sometimes the obvious name for the song is not the actual name of the song And it's, like, real irritating, especially when you're trying to look it up. Like, (laughs) when you think the song is called My Whole Life Has Changed, but it's really called Differences. You know, stuff like that. So, anyway, I think this song is called Who Am I? And I think it's by Need to Breathe. But I love this song because he the way he sings it, it's like he's ripping out his lungs and throwing them at God. Like that's just how intense (laughs) he's singing this song. And I love it. It's like, yes, he's like, you did it. My very soul, who am I, who am I, who am I? To be loved by you. I just love that. I love it. Like, who am I? How dare you love me? I'm not worthy. It's amazing. I love that song. Based on, I'm sure, that song where David is like, who am I, you know, that you would do this for me? Now, I think David said that when he was was praying to God about Solomon coming up after him and that Solomon would get to build the temple. But he was saying to God, like, oh, God, who am I? That I would have all this, that you would make me king and that, you know, he could leave it to his son. It was just... Like, who am I that I would have these blessings, you know? Many of us, all of us should be able to look at our lives and go, who am I that I would have a relationship with a holy God? I don't deserve that. So I love that song. And then this other one, okay, I don't know who sings it. I don't know homeboy's name. Forgive me, homeboy. I feel sorry for this man. I don't know his name. But the song... Oh, see, and what's the title of this one? Uh, I Just Can't Get Enough of You. (laughs) But he's like, uh, he says, Come a little closer, stay a little longer. Hmm, hmm." That song. And at the end, he's saying, Holy, you are holy. You're such a perfect father. I worship you forever. That that Oh, come on. God is a perfect father. I will worship him forever. I love that song. I just I love it. It's not it doesn't sound very traditional. You know, if you if he didn't have that part at the end, you think like, who is he singing to? <laughs> <laughs> so I get that if people would kind of skip over it in the beginning. But it's just like, oh, that, the the words, the sentiment is like, that's what I love. Okay, another one, kind of like a praise song that I love, is Rattle by Elevation Worship. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's the part, just ask the man who was thrown on the bones of Elisha what... If there's anything that he can't do. And if y'all don't know that story. Elisha was a prophet. Of God. Who died. Okay. His bones were put in a ditch or something. And then this man. This man of the Israelite army. He was killed. And so the soldiers were carrying him off of the field or whatever. And then. The enemy came or somebody was attacking them and so they they needed to run. And they just threw the body into the pit on top of Elisha's bones. When that man's body hit the bones, he came back to life. Listen. (laughs) He came back to life just by touching the bones of the man of God. Come on! Don't tell me that God can't do anything. That's what that line is saying. How amazing! Then, oh, then he says, "Just ask the stone that was rolled at the tomb in the garden. What happens when God says move?" <laughs> I feel I'm moving now. I feel I'm doing it now. Come on! That stone, a uh, one person can just move it. But God said move and that stone rolled out of the way. What stone is in front of you? That if God's saying move, it has to move. I don't care how impossible something looks, how difficult something looks, how much of a storm something looks like, God can do. Anything, And he will do it for you. One of my favorite um, stories in the Bible about Jesus is that blind Bartimaeus. When that man was crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David. And everybody's like telling him to hush. <laughs> but he didn't. He yelled even louder. And Jesus stopped in his tracks and said, bring him over here. And he looked at the man who was obviously blind And asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus knew the man was blind. Everybody knew he was blind. That's why he was yelling out. That's why he was on the side of the road begging. Because he was blind. Jesus wasn't blind. He could see that this man was blind. But he still walked up in that man's face. Looking at his blind eyes. And said, what do you want me to do for you? That's how willing Jesus is. He came straight to that man and said, tell me what you want. And the man said, Lord, I want to receive my sight. And he says, receive it. Let it be done according to your faith. (laughs) God can do anything and he will do it for you if you seek him, if you ask him. Love that. Love that rattle song. It's just a reminder of all of the power of God and the willingness. The willingness of God. And there's one more. There's one more and I'll let y'all go. That I really, really love. It's by this raspy voice dude named Dante Bo. It's two raspy voice dudes in particular. The um Chandler Moore that sings uh you're a man who you're oh, 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 oh. I like that song too. <laughs> But Dante Bo is the other one. His is deeper, deeper, and raspier. Um, I guess the song is called Back to Your Heart. Y'all gotta forgive me, because again, I don't really know. I just listen, I don't go looking it all up. But in that song, he says, I'm done pretending I want the real thing. I'm done pretending. I want the real thing. And let me tell you, that hits me two ways. One, with God being done pretending. Like, again, I've grown up in church most of my life and playing the role, but not actually doing what God wanted me to do, being like a Pharisee. It's like I'm done pretending. I want the real thing, I want real presence, I want real power. I don't want this fake, I got it all together type of thing. I don't want a self-righteous thing. I don't want a pharisaic thing. I don't want uh, a religious, you know, facade thing. I want the real thing. I don't want to pretend with God or with people. I want the real thing. What is that like? And the second way I take that is I have, I used to fantasize my like for a long time decades because I'm 38 and a half actually more than a half I'll be 39 next month and I um I just would always imagine imagine the life I wanted I would imagine the the marriage I wanted I would imagine that I'm married to Kobe Bryant or Justin Timberlake or (laughs) you know fast forward up to Michael B. Jordan or Trevor Noah or somebody and I would do that all the time. And even as a grown woman, I'm just being real transparent with y'all. I would imagine that. If I watched them in something, then I would imagine that I was with them all the time. And I realized that my thoughts were really getting in the way of me having what God has for me in my future. I, Of course, I want to get married again and stay that way to a man of God and be pure and have a relationship that honors God and doesn't compromise all of that but how can I get that if I'm over here imagining stuff with people I don't even know I don't know these people I don't know who they are I don't really know them or how they act or what their relationship with God is even if I did know them I don't want what's in my head I want what I want what's in God's heart for me not what's in my head because nobody knows what I need better than my father so I can't pray over here for Lord I pray for a husband a man of God who will help me raise my kids who loves you, who will love me dot 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 on down the line and then turn around and start picturing myself with some dude I don't even know it's just like what? No, I'm done pretending I want the real thing. I'm done fantasizing. I'm done imagining. I'm done pretending I want the real thing. So I won't let go. (laughs) I'm holding on to your heart. That's why I love that song. I'm holding on to God's heart. Anyway, so those are the songs that I love right now. I'm sure more will be added to it as time goes on. I encourage y'all to worship, to praise God, to put some music on and just let go and just be honest with God about where you are. He can do anything and really powerful things when you just set aside the time to do it. If you draw near to God, then he'll draw near to you. He has not left. He didn't go anywhere. We just have to open our eyes to see it. So, those are my thoughts this day. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.